0: All right, Marital Arts fam, we are back. First and foremost, thank y'all for rocking with us week after week. We appreciate you. Today, ooh, we got a good one. We always got good ones. We excited about this one as well. Today, we're going to talk about the art of hearing. And, and the way we want to approach this is, Specifically, how to make sure that in your marriage, you are consistently being heard. Uh, And this is great because so many misunderstandings happen from just, girl, I ain't hear you. (laughs) You know? Um, So if you can jump in, uh, because you're a very good listener. Yes? Yes? You look shocked and surprised. You yeah, don't think you're a good talk
1: listener? non-stop.:
0: Yes, you do. But you're also <laughs> <laughs> But you're also a really good listener. So what are the things that you do in our conversations uh, that, that allow for your hearing to be as sharp as it is? And, ooh, double-header question. What are the things you do as you communicate to make sure that you're heard?
1: Mm. (laughs) It's the same answer. I stopped talking. (laughs) That's why I was laughing when you said this. It hit me like, oh, gosh. But in, I mean, obviously, when we're listening, um, I think there's a lot of coaching available and information available, like checklists about how to be an active listener, making sure that you're fully present, you're not in your phone, you're not talking to somebody else, you're not preparing your response, you're not thinking about anything else, you are ab- visually observing and taking in the information about the body language and all the things, right? And then you're actually listening to the words that are being said with curiosity, that's the best way to put it.
0: Ooh, I like because
1: that. oftentimes we listen with a filter with our spouse because there's history there, right? And so the challenge becomes, all right, how can I listen with curiosity and being aware of, um, there are things that can legitimately cause a response in you, like an emotional response. And it's my job to be aware of that and be like, oh, I need a minute or process it or do a grounding technique, something so that I can remain in the moment. If it becomes overwhelming, I gotta go. Get myself back together, because I'm not able to listen. Our brain turns off when we get emotionally overwhelmed. (laughs) So, you know, you gotta not only stop talking, but um, there is a point in your conversation with your spouse where you might have to tap out, and that's okay. Come back to it. Um, And I love having scripts for that, which we can come back to. For how I make sure I'm heard, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. I stop talking. So I stop running scripts in my head for what I want you to get. <laughs> and instead, like, I, I get quiet with myself and try to understand what I'm really trying to communicate. And you cracked a joke about this in one of our early, earlier episodes. You were like, yo, if I only got one way to say it. <laughs>
0: yeah. that's real. I don't
1: really know what I'm trying to say I don't (laughs) and so sitting with oftentimes the the important things we want to communicate and that's when I think we're most concerned about being heard is like oh my gosh and to bring up a really deep okay to bring up a really funny one for us like what was it oh gosh I told you something silly recently I'm always telling you silly things. (laughs) but It doesn't have to be that deep. It could be a silly thing. Babe, I really, oh, that's what it was. I was like, babe, I really want to climb up on the roof. (laughs) (laughs) Straight face. I have two children and, and I was like, I have a ladder, first of all, longer ladder than I've ever had in my life. And second of all, I could, I have before, it could absolutely go down. And it <laughs> seems frivolous. As it turns out, I didn't climb on the roof that day. I tried to opt it out. The risk was not worth the reward. <laughs> um, but I I thought about it and I was like, you know, let me. But I was, I was concerned about you making fun of me, which would have been valid. Or trying to talk me out of doing something that I thought I could do, right? And I... Um, was able to be clear enough with what I wanted. It's easier to do with simple things. And I observed you at your desk. (laughs) So my first question is, are you busy? You know, what are you doing? Because we live together, and oftentimes we run up on our spouse, and I do this, and assume they're available. Like, Mm. assume they're just waiting for us to come and talk to them when that's not the case. So I asked if you were busy. I asked if you had a moment. And then I framed because I've I've spent enough time paying attention to you, thinking about what it is that I need when you're talking to me. I framed it like, "Hey, I want to ask you something, and I might need you to talk to me off a ledge." Literally, see.
0: Saw what you did there. That was good. <laughs> that was good. I love cheesy jokes like that. That was good. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: I'm I'm mindful that you may be in the middle of something, so I fr- I get that out of the way first. Frame it with um like a quick summary. Like, hey, I might need you to talk me off the ledge. Or if it's something where I need to vent, like, hey, I kind of need to vent, do you have space for that? This is so Or uh, I need help figuring out something creative. You, and so being aware of the nature of what you want to talk about and being able to explain, give them a chance to opt in. <laughs> like, Because sometimes we go to our spouse and don't realize we're making a demand on their mental load. I'm about to ask you to coordinate a party for me. Babe, do you think we should plan? <laughs> I love you. Babe, do you think we should plan Naomi's <laughs> birthday next week? Oh, my God, I can't do that right now. And so being able to like, be clear about what it might be asking of the other person and frame that, um, and then going to them with you know, whatever the thing is, um, all of that stuff helps. And that's before you've said anything. right and then you know looking at how they respond um, and really just being the rest of it is is I think it comes natural when you've got a sense of what you really want to talk about and you've done those other things
0: yeah what am I supposed to say to that that was brilliant because as you were as you were saying as you were giving the keys I was replaying conversations that we had. I'm like, that's why I hear you. (laughs) That's legit why I hear you and I remember the things. Because number one, I love that you set the expectation for what it is you're about to say. Like, hey, this is a vent. I am venting. So now, because, and this is something I don't think we recognize in the hearing portion, different types of interactions require different kinds of hearing.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and some require a different kind of energy. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you are hearing so that you can respond. That's one kind of energy. So I'm paying attention in a different way. I'm paying attention to every little detail and not that I'm ever like phasing out of a conversation, but I'm paying attention in a different way when I know, okay, you're giving me information and you want a response or some input versus... I just need to vent. That's a different kind of listening altogether because now I have to shut off all of my analysis and shut off the part of me that wants to solve your problem for you.
1: Or remind me
0: <laughs> of what you said the last <laughs> Or that part, or yeah, exactly. I have to shut all of that off and now I'm doing a different kind of active hearing, which is hearing so that I can find places just to, one, so I can create a space for you to continue to speak, but two, find somewhere where I can empathize with you.
1: Here's the other key. (laughs) When you give your spouse this option, let them say no, because trust me, think about the last time you spoke with someone who didn't want to be in that conversation and how horrifying it was. Give them the option. And if they say, I don't have the bandwidth for that, then honor that and say, okay, well, you know, let me, will you can either find somebody else. You know, you've got friends. It is okay to have healthy relationships. Do not, obviously, we're not venting about certain things to certain people, but you can either talk to somebody else about it. If it's really just, I need to get this off my chest. Or ask them when they might be available. Is it in a week? Is it in an hour? A lot of times it's 15 minutes from now. It's not that deep. But make sure that you're ready to actually let them say no. (laughs) This isn't, which is a big part of it. Like, A lot of times we're we're talking with the expectation of a certain response. And no one feels heard when that's happening. You know? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that part right there is so clutch. The availability of the person that you are speaking to. If you want to guarantee being heard, scope, pay attention to whether your audience is actually available. Mm-hmm. Just the once you say, hey, are you even, do you even have the bandwidth for this? Even if the person doesn't. They kind of want to now. Yeah, the <laughs> fact that you, I will create bandwidth.
1: Because you care. Beca-
0: <laughs> because I know you were mindful enough mm-hmm. of my bandwidth. <laughs> it will make your spouse, or make the other person create some more bandwidth. Mm-hmm. So That's brilliant. I love all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, great keys to make sure that you are heard when you speak. I think one of them in terms of the even the listening part of it is... Making sure, and you touched on it with what you were saying. Making sure you're listening with a clean filter, mm-hmm. like a new lens. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, any sort of I like to call it old tape. Old tape is where you have old conversations and old reactions to old conversations that are still running in your head, and you want to make sure you've cut the ribbon on the old tape so that when. When this, when this new information is being brought to you, you're listening and it's like, okay, all I'm doing is listening with a fresh new page. And once you do that, you can get the reciprocal process going so that when you go to speak, you have the history of, hey, this person has set aside the time. They heard me. Mm-hmm. They, there was no old tape to it. I can make the space for them as well. And so now that ensures great hearing, Mm -hmm. has to be reciprocal. It can't be, you know, one person is always the person talking and the other person's always the person listening.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. It's almost like a bank. Like you're storing up uh, great interactions Mm -hmm. because that ultimately what increases the efficiency, the effectiveness of, of hearing and being, speaking and being heard is we have, I have a history of saying things and knowing that I can communicate, it will land, you will hear me, you will take the time. Mm -hmm. And now that I know that, I have the confidence to be able to speak and say, all right, I know she's gonna hear me. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, hmm. As you were talking, there were a couple things, um, and I actually wasn't preparing my response, so I'm trying to remember (laughs) what they were. One of them is, I think that you said something, you said so much. Uh, one of the things you mentioned was about um, not like clearing the tape. Let's do some placeholders here. I want you to explain how to clear the tape before you think about that. Okay, Mm -hmm, mm clear the tape. mm -hmm. The other one, if I understand this right, was about um, feeling heard consistently. And so what I want to tie that into, and I guess I'll just explain a way that that happens that's not conversational. And then you can tell me about how to clear the tape. Okay. So one of the ways that we can demonstrate to our partner that they're heard is by responding after the conversation with our behavior changing.
0: I was just about to hit. So it's,
1: I'm all about yada, yada, and we talked, and it was the right time, and they vented, and there was bandwidth, and babies, and it was beautiful, and then nothing changes.
0: What did you do after what was said was said? Because let's be
1: real, nobody's talking to you to inform you about the basketball score. That's not a big, deep conversation in a marriage, (laughs) unless somebody gambled some money on it. I'm saying,
0: like, we're...
1: (laughs) (laughs) But in these deep conversations, there's almost always a need. And that's why taking that time before the conversation to really identify as the person speaking, what is my need? Because if I think my need is, I don't know, some version uh, that doesn't look like love, I need more love in some form, Uh it's probably off, right? So if you're articulating a need and it looks like your spouse is listening, and then a whole quarter goes by. And nothing seems to be different. No questions, no adjustments. Everything stays exactly the same. That can be debilitating. Because yes. it's sending your actions or speaking louder than your words now. Um, so that's a big one. And then I wanted you to unpack. The, you, you seemed excited about that. Was there something you were going to say? I really was.
0: <laughs> no, the follow-up. Because not just... <clears throat> Cause the action, the acting on what you just is, that's what allows a person to feel like they've been hurt mm-hmm. is when you see the action that Ooh. was taken in response to what was hurt. And then for the bonus win, the follow up. Mm-hmm. Talk about, bring the thing up again. Like, mm. hey, you know, two weeks ago, we talked about me never washing dishes. Uh, I washed one fork. It was one fork, but that fork was shiny, it was clean. Hey, did that work for you? No, I didn't wash <laughs> enough? Okay, I'm gonna wash a fork, a spoon, and a knife, and a plate. You, <laughs> you, know, you <laughs> Come back in some way, shape, or form, and follow up. Not only was there action, but then the follow-up means I did something, but I still remember that you had a concern and I care enough to make sure that you feel like you were heard, so I come back and I say, hey, did this thing that I di- did match up with the concern that you expressed, yes or no? No, it didn't, I'ma go back to the lab and do some more. Because even that allows a person to feel It's impressive,
1: I'm feeling impressed. It's like, well, yo,
0: <laughs> oh, okay, I was heard, heard. Because <laughs> it doesn't always get done perfectly the first time. <clears> throat> and throat> so, yes to that. Yeah okay okay the old tape no no no, adding on Yeah, yeah yeah
1: um the other piece of this is like when you're having these conversations and you're bringing up a need think about ways that need could be reasonably met reasonably reasonable All right, if I need quality time, it is unreasonable for me to be like, every day I need two hours of uninterrupted, no telephone, no baby, no nothing time (laughs) from you. Two hours. That's not a thing. Nobody's getting paid. (laughs) (laughs) That is a legit part-time job. That's that thing. Unreasonable. However, there is something reasonable you can present. Um, And the spout, like you get to respond. Y'all get to talk about that. And so to make sure that you're able to follow up with action, this means you guys talk through, oh, all right, I hear your need. I see what you're asking me to do. I can do that. Or I'll be honest, that's gonna be hard. How about we try this? Is that gonna move the needle? And so being able to have that exchange so that there's an authentic um agreement about what could be done mm-hmm. as opposed to you know starting from a, a setup for failure um okay yes. how do we clear the tape okay <laughs> how gonna, do we feel heard we're gonna definitely you know okay. when there's I'm,
0: I'm gonna clear the tape and then come back to the thing you, you <laughs> said another thing that I was like oh <laughs> yeah okay so clearing the tape <clears throat> here's what i try to do with every i said try with every conversation that we have, I treat it as if it is a brand new conversation. And by that meaning, whatever when you're about to say something to me, this is new information. Even if I've heard something like it before, I treat it like it's new information because one of two things has happened. Either I know I'm different from the first time I heard it And I know you're different from the first time you said it or vice versa, if I'm bringing something to you, Mm -hmm. even if I'm bringing forth a concern that I've heard already, that I've said already, Mm -hmm. I'm not the same person. You're not the same person and it's probably not the same circumstance. It might not even be the same season. There's always something different. Mm -hmm. And once I know there's something different, I have to treat this conversation as brand new information. Mm Otherwise, if I, if I allow myself to think, oh, I've heard this before, immediately, I will start to tune out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and, and, and not just tune out completely, I will start to filter out what I think is old information. When in fact, I need everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need all of what you're saying because you may say the same thing in a different order and now I have a revelation I didn't have before. Mm-hmm. So filtering out the old tape means I start the minute, yeah, hey babe, I need to tell you something. I've never heard this before. (laughs) And it forces you to pay attention. I had an acting teacher who talked about memorizing lines, uh, memorizing directions from directors, like for actors. And he would always say, because actors usually mess this part up. Directors give direction. They never get the direction right. They get the lines right, but they don't know where to go. Anytime the director or the casting director speaks, you tell yourself, I need to remember this. And what it forces you to do is to pay closer, closer attention. So I do that and I'm like, not I need to remember this, but she's never said this before. Okay. This is a brand new, and that's what I mean. This is a brand new <clears throat> conversation. Mm-hmm. She has never said this before. Mm-hmm. I, now I need to pay attention from that place. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I fight. And I have to fight to delete mm-hmm. the old tape because the old tape isn't gonna teach me anything new.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: What she's about to share with me is about to show me something new. Mm -hmm. And I need that information so that we can move forward.
1: Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good. I will have to practice that myself. (laughs) Um, The other thing that is um, so important to keep in mind Is that there will be seasons in marriages, hopefully not long ones, but you're gonna go through times where you don't feel as heard. Um, And that may be an afternoon, we call it being ships passing in the night, where if we're, you know, we have a busy week, we don't end up getting to spend, you know, an hour a day downloading to each other and checking in. Um, That doesn't necessarily mean that something is off, but if you feel consistently unheard and particularly if there's a a nagging feeling that your spouse doesn't ever listen to you, if that's like the thought, it's a sign that there's resentment there. There's a deeper work that needs to be done. And then this looks a little bit different. Um, and we talked about that in one of our other episodes, but it's... Um, we call it like a wound clearing session where there isn't any talking back and forth. <laughs> Just one of you gets to air things out um, with a lot of sensitivity and care and you know thoughtfulness. But um, if that is a consistent problem, then that does need to happen so that then you can have the clarity of like, okay, I'm clearing old tape. Because part of that I think is, if someone feels like they're never being heard, you're like, but if I just hold on to what I said the last time, if I can just keep the conversation, eventually it'll. I can bring it back up, and so that can taint interaction because you're, you know, holding on to this uh, other thing, and so that's an important thing to clear out oh,
0: regularly too. I'm glad you caught that. You, you caught that yeah. because you never want to leave things unresolved and never communicated about. Mm. Like if there and even if you have an interaction and it doesn't you share something and you're just like, I shared this, but it's still it it's still something that is bothering me. Mm. It is okay to say, hey, I shared this. This is still bothering me. Maybe not right now, but can we have another conversation about it?
1: Yeah.
0: Versus just letting it eat away at you in the background. Mm-hmm. Because that, that breaks communication all the way down. Mm-hmm. And once you feel like, and this is the hard part about it, is once you feel like you haven't been heard, it makes you less likely to hear the other person. Mm-hmm. And now neither one of you feel like you're heard. Mm-hmm. And it just erodes the trust that you need ultimately to be able to say what you need to say in a way that you can be heard.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, oof, I'm so glad you caught that. And the managing expectations thing, man, I would high five you, but I don't want to do that on the mics. In terms of this is it, and I'm trying to remember the way you put it, like this is something I need. Or this is a perceived need, this is something I want. Part of being able to be heard when you say, when you communicate a need or a want is, is being able to say it in a way where, okay, maybe this thing doesn't get met 100% off the bat but you at least speak and you communicate it in a way where you and the person you're talking to can agree to a process to get there. Mm-hmm. It's a gra- some things are a gradual thing. There are things that can be done with the snap of a finger,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and some things are a gradual, uh, a gradual partnership towards this need being met. Mm-hmm. And that part of it it's a huge part of feeling like you're being heard too because the two of you are in it together. You're both agreeing to be committed for this thing to be taken care of. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't always have to be all or nothing right off the gate. And Mm -hmm. if you don't get it right the first time, then I wasn't heard. Like, wait, slow down.
1: That's such a a great one. And I think we may um, be able to end on this thought, but, uh, because this could go on and on. (laughs) Yes, it could.
0: Yes, (laughs) it could.
1: I love that you left room for it to not be resolved Oof. like so much of uh what goes wrong is the push for a fix a solution something everybody likes and is a win-win that does not always happen and you're in this thing forever and one of the most beautiful gifts you can give your spouse is we don't have to know that i'm okay with I'm not gonna press you for it every day. Remember that thing that we talked about that we didn't get like, take your time. Like it is all right. And that's not, it's all right. So I'm gonna stew about it over here. But literally letting that thing go and doing whatever work you need to within yourself to be comfortable with giving them that grace. Um, But a lot of the difficulty comes from this, again, the need to control. And so being patient and, Yeah, not trying to to force things to be heard and responded to in the way that we (laughs) want them to.
0: Yeah, you know, an instant solution is not uh, a sign you've been heard Mm -hmm. that doesn't, you know, confirm that you've been heard. Mm -hmm. What confirms that you've been heard is is what you said earlier, the action that takes place after, the response, the follow-up, These are the indications. These are the things that allow you or your spouse to be able to know. I've been heard. And being heard is such an intricate and important, essential part of a marriage. Because the two need to speak into each other. And once somebody feels like they're not heard, they stop speaking. The last thing you want is a silent marriage. So, thank you for breaking down them keys I think we'll land there
1: one last thing you wanna thing.
0: you got one last thing <laughs> girl you give well, us one last as, thing
1: as you were saying like you know you've been heard when there's action and response um, first of all like being heard is such a core need right like babies cry that's all they know how to do. You gonna hear me. And if you don't hear
0: me, <laughs> you know, please, I,
1: I can go louder. I can get
0: louder. <laughs> we can go louder.
1: <laughs> but one of the simplest, sweetest ways to demonstrate that you hear someone is just to care. Mm. <laughs> like, you ain't got to do nothing. <laughs> it might, in that moment, we can tell whether someone cares about what we're saying to them. Yes. And in your marriage... That whole bandwidth thing, do you have the bandwidth for this? The answer is, can I care right now? <laughs> do I care right now? And legit, if if things are rough and you're like, I don't care, please. If your thought is, I don't care, please tell your spouse, I don't have the bandwidth. <laughs> yeah,
0: Don't say I don't care.
1: No, but, but yeah. <laughs> kind of having that response, being able to listen to someone and empathize, demonstrate care, thoughtfulness, um, goes such a long way. Absolutely. So, yeah, we can let. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, prayerfully, we were heard. <laughs> we hope that you heard us. Oh my God. And, and you know I gotta tie it all the way in, come on. Uh, all jokes aside, uh, because this is such a, a, a really, really uh, critical issue, not just in marriages, but just in very intimate relationships period, Comment on this thing, chop it up down in in the comments. Have there been times where you haven't felt like you've been heard? And what has been, you know, what do you think your challenges are and were they addressed? And if they weren't, is there a particular challenge that you've had and heard that we didn't address? Put that thing down in the comments. Let's see if we can reach in there and and discuss that too, because we want to leave as many uh, stones turned over as possible when it comes to this thing (laughs) called marriage. Find us in the comments, find us on the socials, like, subscribe, and do that thing that shows that you care. Share it, share it with a married couple, share it with a fiance, share it with a fellow single. Pass this thing along, because the more we talk about it, the better we get. Marital Arts Fam, we out, see you at the next one.